Greetings, fellow Wordlings, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of And Another Thing with Dave, seeking the truth and exposing the lies. I'm your host, Dave Smith. All right, let's get into it. I am joined by Paul Rhodes and the Truth Prophet from the Stereo app. We get into, among other things, Aaron Matei's debunking of Russiagate and the Seth Rich laptop. All right. You're like a right, you're kind of a right winger, right? Like, I'm a cool left winger, right? I'm a, I'm a conservative, but I'm not right or left, but I'll pick the best option out of right or left, whatever you give me. But I'm going to be honest with you. I When I woke up to some of this shit, like 9-11 and stuff, I uh, believed in uh, whoever was the best speaker. Because I thought Bill Clinton was the best speaker, and I voted for Bill him. Bill Clinton was not a bad president. No, he was a good speaker. Oh. I was. I, I said when he, he opened his mouth. No, he was a horrible president. But when I he opened his mouth, I said that is probably the best speaker I've ever heard in my life. And then Obama came Absolutely. along. He, then Obama came along, matched him. So uh, you know, it was yeah. hard to judge when you're when you're With plugged the economy, into this. Bill Clinton was not a bad president. Hold on, hold on. When you're plugged into this matrix and stuff, or the you believe what you're told and on the news and the narratives, it's really hard to know all this stuff. Oh, yeah. It's you know what I mean. It's hard to know and that like these said, guys are you know shysters. And like you so yeah, like so, you said, Clinton was the best orator since Kennedy. You know, he came yeah, along yeah, and he's like, yeah, he was a brilliant that's speaker. A bad, that's not a bad comparison. Yeah, so the reason but, why I I voted for Clinton, and uh, I'll get let, let you speak in just a quick second. I just want to say this part is that I I liked I I, I thought that these guys were actually going to go do things as a Democrat and Republican, but I didn't wasn't into the left right thing. And and when I started waking up to chemtrails and GMO foods and all this shit going on, and then all this other stuff. Um, I was I, I learned that you can't be you shouldn't pick up a, le- a right or left because they own it like Coke and Pepsi and Chevy and Ford. They own everything. You know, you just you just pick your poison. Yep. It's, it's one or the other. They own the playing field. They own the teams. They own Who everything. Are you pick, Satan or Satan. And it, when they're when they're not in front of the cameras, they're friends. They're, they're, yeah. <laughs> they are. Uh, they're absolutely. Uh, Jesse Ventura said pro wrestling is more real than politics. Not, you know, unless you're Donald, you're an outlier like Donald Trump was. You come in at the funeral of George Bush Sr. when in the front row, there's the Clinton sitting there, the Obama sitting there, George Bush is sitting there. And and he gives them all. You mean war criminals? Yeah, and he he gave them all like little handwritten notes and they all took it and they all opened it during the pre part of the funeral and they read it and they scared the living shit out of all of them for some reason. And they they all like froze. And and that's I mean, this guy's an outlier. He he was a part of their little cult, their member only club that like uh, what's that comedian George Carlin used to say? It's a big club, and you're not a member of it. You're not. You're not a part of it. But he was a member of yeah. that club, you know. But he turned. He was doing things for the American people, and that's when shit hit the fan. He was starting to do good things for our economy, for our people, create jobs, all that stuff. Yeah, truth. Well, he, I want to just my money. recommend my a lot of money. 
I want to I want to recommend a documentary to you that'll that'll blow your mind about Clinton. So you remember the Iran Contra scandal um, with Bush yes. Senior? Yes. So they were smu- they were smuggling coke into the United States. Well, guess where they were landing those planes? Mena, Arkansas, Arkansas, under under yep. Bill Clinton's watch as governor. As so governor. that's how. That's how governor of the poorest state in the country became a presidential contender, because we'd never heard his name before that. He was governor of the fucking poorest state there is, and he had scandal after scandal after scandal going as governor. He was a um, rapist. Yeah, serial rapist. He was, you know, he was he was uh, in control of all three uh, branches of government in the state of Arkansas. They were extorting money out of people I have, I have in a retirement on investment. That. Was was serial rapists? Do you eat the Captain Crunch before you have sex with them, or after? Before? I think during. Okay. Now this this is going to uh, work into the Hunter Biden laptop thing um, up top. Um, how about the media covering up Joe Biden's rape? That. Uh, that woman said that he fingered her, and and that wasn't the worst part of it. The worst part, she said, was that he looked at her and said, "You're powerless. You're nothing." And who, you're, who did this? Uh, uh, Joe Biden, Biden did this in the '90s, uh, and and it came out, and the media oh, covered wow. up a rape, a a, uh, a sexual assault uh, by Joe Biden. Uh, forward what happened to the me too movement i never even heard of that um and why didn't it like what he didn't get harvey weinstein why is harvey weinstein get all the all the bad luck well there you go the bait and switch but no he biden had at least seven accusers and one of them he fully did he fully walked up and fingered her exactly and and it came out i'm sure he sniffed her too before he fingered her well, she wasn't oh, young enough to get the sniff. <laughs> you got to be like twelve to get the. I the, saw the, the Biden, Biden sneak. I saw Biden sneak attack. Now you've seen all the other ones, the videos of him diddling with little kids, but he sneak attacked this one. Like I think she was like twelve years old, and she was in her daddy's arms, and he got up up on her tailbone, and he took that Biden nostril all the way up from the tailbone to the neck bone. And he must have, if there was like a hundred pounds of cocaine on her back, it would be gone. Just the amount of suction that he came out. I wish I I would have wrote in Jesse Ventura as my vote. Jesse Ventura. Oh, you like Jesse Ventura for that. I'm a fan of the People's Party now. Me too. I'm a fan of independent and fuck up these Fuck up these fucking globalists and get our fucking country back. <laughs> so let me read a little bit of this article here, and then maybe we can touch on this. So this is from uh, December 19th, so yesterday. Musk, through Schlesen- Schellenberger, releases the Twitter files number seven. The FBI and the Hunter Biden laptop documents aim to show that the FBI and the intelligence community discredited factual information about Hunter Biden's foreign business dealings, both before and after the New York Post revealed the contents of his laptop on October 14th, 2020. Schellenberger recaps that Biden 
that Biden's laptop was confiscated by the FBI on December 20th, 2019, after the agency was alerted by J.P. Isaac, the owner of Delaware Computer Store, where Biden had left the laptop for repairs. Even though Isaac had discovered evidence of criminal activity, the FBI still had not contacted him by August 20th. So he contacted Rudy Giuliani, who was under FBI surveillance. In early October, Giuliani gives the information to the Post. At 7 p.m. October 13th, after learning that the Post will publish the story, Biden's lawyers contact Isaac at 9.22 p.m. FBI Special Agent Elvis Chan sends 10 documents to Yoel Roth, head of trust and security at Twitter, through Teleporter, a secure one-way communications channel from the FBI to Twitter. The Post's story is published on October 14th. Despite it being factually correct, within hours, Twitter and other social media companies censor the Post's article, preventing it from spreading and more importantly, undermining its credibility in the minds of Americans. Schellenberger says that during 2020, the FBI and other law enforcement agencies repeatedly primed Roth to dismiss reports of Biden's laptop as a Russian hack and leak operation. They also approached Facebook. Schellenberger shows documents where Chan says there was no intelligence to support this conclusion. Twitter staff also noted that there was little Russian activity on the site. On several occasions, Roth pushed back on the FBI's claims and resisted FBI efforts to get Twitter to share data outside the normal search warrant process. In July 2020, Chan arranged for temporary top secret security clearances for Twitter executives so that the FBI can share information about threats to the upcoming elections. On August 11, 2020, Chan shares information with Roth relating to the Russian hacking organization APT28 through teleporter. Schellenberger notes that there were so many ex-FBI staff at Twitter that they had their own Slack channel. High-profile hires include Jim Baker, the head counsel, who played a central role in making the case internally for an investigation of Donald Trump and Don Burton, Director of Strategy, the former Department Chief of Staff to FBI Head James Comey, who initiated the investigation of Trump. In September 2020, Roth participated in an Aspen Institute tabletop exercise on a potential hack and dump operation relating to Hunter Biden. Schellenberger says the goal was to shape how the media covered it and how social media carried it. By mid-September 2020, Chan and Roth had set up an encrypted message network so employees from the FBI and Twitter could communicate. They also agreed to create a virtual war room for all the internet industry plus FBI and ODNI, the Office of the Director of National Intelligence. Okay, on September but, 15th, listen, 2020. If you're, if you're only getting your information from Twitter, that's your news source, you don't deserve to vote. I mean, Twitter wasn't... I'm almost it's, done. It's, it's Biden's son. Who cares? The guy has drug problems. It would not... But have this isn't even... Vote. This but isn't even about Biden's son. At the, the FBI should not be working at Twitter. But if you get your information from Twitter, then you're an idiot. Do your research. 
There's a little more. I'm like three quarters okay. of the way done. On September 15, 2020, the FBI's Laurel, Laura Demhow, who heads up the Foreign Influence Task Force and Chan, requests to give a classified briefing for Baker and other Twitter staff, such as Roth. On October 14th, shortly after the Post publishes the laptop story, Roth says it isn't clearly violative of our hacked materials policy, nor is it clearly in violation of anything else. My personal view on this Upsubstantiated by hard evidence as yet is that it, this feels a lot like somewhat subtle leak operation. The same day and the next, the response to Roth Baker repeatedly insists that Biden, the Biden materials were either faked, hacked, or both, and a violation of the Twitter policy. It's inconceivable, Baker believed the Hunter Biden emails were either fake or hacked. The Post had included a picture of the receipt signed by Hunter Biden, and the FBI subpoena showed that the agency had taken possession of the laptop in December 2019. Um, the suggestion from experts, which rings true, is that there was a hack that happened separately, and they loaded the... Um, uh, wait, so on, on at 10 a.m. October 15th, Roth, the head security at Twitter, completely reverses his policy and accepts the hacking story. The suggestion from experts, which rings true, is that there was a hack happening separately and they loaded the hacked materials on the laptop that magically appeared at a repair shop in Delaware and was coincidentally reviewed in a very invasive way by someone who coincidentally then handed the materials to Rudy Giuliani. Given the severe risks we saw in this space in 2016, we're recommending a warning plus de-amplification pending further information. Um, Baker and his colleagues sent a note of thanks to the FBI for its work. Schellenberger notes that the FBI's influence campaign may have been helped by the fact that it paid Twitter over $3 million for its staff time in October 2019. So this goes way deeper than than just the laptop, right? It goes to the FBI telling Twitter what to post and what to censor and the de, the deamplification means certain posts if you get flagged for deamplification that means your post doesn't go out as much. Right? So so here's the New York Post doing a good job reporting, and then Twitter and the FBI and you know says no, that's not that's not factually correct, but it was. So here we have the FBI siding with a political party to manipulate the information disseminated to the American public. So this should be huge. This should make Watergate look like nothing. You know, the info on the laptop is one little part of it, but the FBI's involvement is is mind blowing. Well, I mean, but I mean, look at what what Trump's son-in-law is doing right in front of our face, taking three billion from uh, Saudi Arabia. I mean, all all it's it's Hunter Biden. I just don't care about him. I just for some reason it doesn't. The, the guy has drug problems. He's got a lot of problems, and um, he's corrupt, you know. But having F FBI people on Twitter is 
horrible, but I don't get my news from Twitter. And I right, mean, but they, they shut down a New York Post article. If Rudy Giuliani got that information, why didn't he get it out? He did. He got it out to the New York Post. They published the article. It was proven to be fact, factually accurate. And then the FBI slandered it, saying that it wasn't. And then Twitter followed that, followed suit and kept parroting that same thing. And then they de-amplified anybody that would say anything to the contrary. So massive censorship orchestrated by the deep state. Excellent. So Paul will join Sweet. us momentarily. But yeah, this sets a, this sets a slippery slope, um, you know, of, you know, it, and I call it Trump delusion syndrome, right? I didn't, I didn't coin that term, but somebody calls it Trump delusion syndrome, that people are so up in arms against Trump that, that they only are focusing on things that he has done. And there's no focus on the criminality behind the Democratic Party. I mean, like you were saying, Bernie got the, the primary stolen from him. That was proven. Um, Twice. The head of the DNC, the head of the DNC had to retire under, you know, resign in embarrassment under that. I forget Both her name. Both of them, Donna Brazil in 2020 and uh, the, the, the one with the curly hair in 2016. Right. Her name's eluding me right now. But uh, yeah, exactly. So complete, completely disgusting. So. No, Where I'm, is against, the... I'm against corporate Democrats. I'm against corporate Republicans. So where is the uproar over this? Right. This is bigger than than Watergate. Right. Hillary Clinton having her own server at home. That's bigger than Watergate. What's on that server that you don't want it in a governmental office? <laughs> it could be murder. I mean, it could be anything. But um, it the, could be anything. Why? Why did Comey, uh, Comey pretend like he was? opening up an investigation into her emails like three weeks before the election because he and then did nothing it was a sham it was a sham uh uh thing because they thought that people were going to vote against her unless someone said that that it wasn't corrupt that's that apparently that's what history okay. is showing okay. but the fbi never the fbi never subpoenaed her it never confiscated the 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 computer um you know and then and then they actually vouched for the the bogus um russiagate story which now that we now through through leaks we know that that was completely fabricated traced yep. all the way back it starts with the Steele dossier, and that guy was hired by the Clintons to go to Russia and dig up dirt on Trump. So it's a political smear piece from the get-go. Once again, I'm not a Trump fan, but I'm a fan of the truth. Um, yep. And, th and this I'm is a, the biggest scandal. This is the biggest scandal next to next to Epstein, and nobody's talking about it. If I mention this to to diehard, you know. Uh, Democrat people, they just they call me a Trumper. They won't listen to my words when I say I'm not a Trumper. I didn't vote for him. I'm not a fan of the guy. He's a reality show talk host, talk show host. You know, he's a scam artist, but he, you know, even a broken clock is right twice a day. 
Yeah, right? and he's got and he's got thin skin and uh, all the money that he took. Ninety percent of the money that he took in for Republican candidates actually went to him. Um, but <laughs> still, <laughs> that's really nothing compared to what you're talking about. Right, right. And and yeah. when you look into the RussiaGate thing, I mean, I, I don't watch Rachel Maddow, you know, but I see clips of her on people that make fun of her. And she just lost her mind to the she whole Russia, so Russia, wrong. Russia, 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 Russia thing. So wrong. And then journalist Aaron Mate, M-A-T-E, he broke oh, the I know story. He, yeah, he won an award, a journalistic award Dore. for debunking Russia, Russia Gate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Jimmy Dore. Yeah, um, absolutely. So Aaron Mate won an award for debunking Russiagate, yet still people believe it because it was parroted for so long. So here we have the FBI standing up saying that Russiagate was true. And uh, OK, so this leads directly to Seth Rich. Right. Recently, the FBI said, oh, welcome, Paul. How are you? Mm, pretty good, pretty good. Also, can I say Sorry. one thing about Russiagate? Um, who was yeah. the man that did that? Uh, that did that uh, investigation? Well, it was James Comey, wasn't it? James, uh, no, 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 it was not. Yeah, yeah it's FBI. No, the the Russiagate, the, the the guy that they had, uh, the older guy that ended up going to Congress and saying that there was some. Mueller? Mueller. Guess who was at the 9-11 press conference a day later uh, talking about what happened? Mueller. There you go. Um, but, Paul, have you heard that, so the FBI recently admitted having Seth Rich, Seth Rich's laptop info, which ties directly to the Russiagate thing, because apparently uh, the FBI... Some intelligence agency has now come out and said that it couldn't have been a hack. Whatever information was downloaded had to be done onto a, a you know, to a thumb drive in, in person. And then this guy, Seth Rich, you know, a DNC worker, um, is killed in Washington, D.C., swept under the carpet. Now the FBI says they have his laptop info, but they want to wait 66 years to release the information. Smoke and mirrors. It's a little fishy, right? Well, I, you know, it's this this stuff that you're revealing and, and much more than you can say in one breath is akin to the matrix. There's so much going on here. For those of you who are not trained in law, equity, and trained to uh, investigate these things. This is a bigger investigation than a full team of 25 people can do in a year. Because you know that yeah. by the typical criminology statistics dictate that by the time you detect a crime, it's already happened seven times. So this is just the tip, the edge of the rabbit hole. You think you caught something now? You wait until they get into it in a year or two. I don't even know who the suspect is. Is it the FBI? Is it a criminal intelligence division? Is it the Rothschilds? I don't know. I know that we're being manipulated at the worst way. 
One of my friends, very intelligent, high IQ person, has lost his mind over the last couple of years. And my friends and I, he always sends me stuff about this. And, but he's gotten so emotional, it's difficult to talk to him. He's always talking about wokeism, lefty, righty, uppy, downy. You know, when it comes to being a man, now is the time when you must focus every ounce of your strength to maintain a level playing field in your mind. You can't get distracted by the, the look away pass. What's real? What's not? I don't know. That's why I've always been um, um, a proponent of language security. You know, it just makes me think because I'm a STEM guy, you know, I'm not a scientist, but I have a scientific degree. I'm starting to wonder if the lie that they told us about the, if <laughs> I said it, see, I said it, I said it with a bias. You remember the Hubble telescope cost us $2.6 billion to repair. They could have very easily lied about that and took the money. Oh, absolutely. That wouldn't How be very we, hard at all, would it? No. I mean, I mean, listen, scientists have a standard that they use for language. It's called CSIM International or SI units. Every unit is the same. I've always wondered, why is it the U.S.? embraces the Society of American Engineers standard, the old British standard. Why are we still measuring things in miles? Why are we still telling uh, temperature in Fahrenheit? Why are we not joining the rest of the world? We don't even use the standard that the, the British that we kicked out of here, they don't even use that standard anymore. We have a standard right. that matches the <laughs> base 10 numbering system, but we refuse to change. Why is that? I think there's a reason for it. Right, that's it for this episode. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of And Another Thing with Dave. And remember, if you're digging what I'm doing, picking up what I'm putting down, please spread it around with friends and on social media. Reviews on Spotify Podcasts and Apple Podcasts are greatly appreciated. All right, until next time. <laughs>